Hi everyone and welcome to the first episode of Shooting the Breeze with the Asari. Hey, how's everybody doing? But you know they can't respond. I always wonder why people do that. Because the thing is they do respond in their head. Because like, they're responding right now. I bet there's a couple of people that said, you know, I'm doing alright, you know, Kwams. I'm doing alright. Don't even know your name. Now they know your name. He's Kwame and I'm Shakura. Alright, how are you doing Shakura? I'm okay. How yeah. are you? You're, you're, he's battling a cold. I'm going to yeah. let you know from now. Yeah. So if you hear sniffing, yeah, it's not it's I'm, not domestic abuse. No, I'm not doing any lines of coke around here. That's He's that's just not, got man flu. That's not how we... It's not man flu. It's the real thing. I'm sweating. I've got aches and pains. But a night nurse has got me straight. Okay. Mm, God bless night nurse. God bless night nurse. But, um... Yeah, welcome to episode one of Shooting a Breeze with the Asaris. Now, you probably did listen to the trailer episode. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, but we're just going to lay it out to you. Essentially, me and Shukur have a lot of debates. We have a lot of conversations. We just talk a lot. You know, it's one of the things that probably keeps our relationships going, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just wanted to expand those conversations and just see what other people thought about, you know, the sort of topics that we touch on. And also, I just wanted to show Shakur that I'm right the majority of the time. So I want you guys to sort of like, subscribe, make sure you comment on who is right and just let Shakur know that she is wrong because we've got to establish some some rules in this relationship. Now, I'm not going to say anything to that because my guy is only now getting his strength back up because he's fighting this cold. But when he's on form, oh, I will deal with oh, him. Don't take it easy. <laughs> I will deal with him when he's back on form. Don't pretend that you're that person. You're that person before the mic came on. But, um, but yo, but this first episode, we're going to... It's been an interesting week. Listen, so just so you guys know a bit about us, you know, we've been living in London all our lives, you know. But, you know, we've been living in South London for about the past 11 years, right? I've always been a South Londoner. Well, you're right, together. Okay, yeah. We've been living together in South London for the past 11 years. And you know what? London is draining me, both emotionally but more so financially. We just need a bigger place. We just need a bigger place. (laughs) And we're constantly debating about, look, where are we going to move to? And, you know... I've got some feelings about where we need to move to. Shakur's got some feelings about where we want to move to. But we wanted to decide what do people actually consider and think about when it's time to move. So, what you do, I hit the internet, trying to find sort of a list, really. And I came across this interesting list. And it says here, where should I live, which is where we're at. And it lists down some of the key factors that people need to learn. We're going to go through these just to see how they resonate with us as black people. Do we have the same list as your average? Are you scared to say white people? No. Okay. We're going to see. Because, look, one of the most important things to me when it comes to moving is culture. I want to move to an area where there are visibly enough black people and enough, you know black produce selling shops for me to go to because look I need my plantain I I need access to it (laughs) you know there are many things I need I'm not gonna I'm not that guy I'm not gonna buy my plantain off eBay or Amazon it's not happening I need to go there I need to feel it I need to make sure it's ripe so I need I need I need to move to an area where there's black people essentially okay what's what's important to you though what's obviously culture is important to me is it number one 
it isn't necessarily number one only because I feel like I can take I can take my culture with me I can go to I can go to places to immerse myself in the culture and get the things I need and then go back to my home how about the kids do you want them do you not want them to have sort of a diverse group of friends or diverse area which they can grow up in I think because they've already grown up in London I think that I don't know I just feel like I feel like they've already established that base so then it's not like they've never experienced it they've already got a mixed group of friends they so I don't think they're gonna suddenly change because we move to an area that doesn't necessarily have the rainbow in their classroom well you never know because obviously we've both read parts of Afua's book British and she touches on her upbringing and having sort of all white friends and she didn't feel like she had access to her culture mm. and that affected her growing up and we've sort of seen her not not take a sort of reverse but you see her embrace her culture a bit more and really be at the forefront of the new black British writers at the moment. Yeah, so but see, I, I, think, okay. I, think, I think where that's different is we both come from families where like obviously... You're Ghanaian, not passing no judgment. You can't help it. I don't understand, I'm why, I, I don't understand why me being Ghanaian, why you had to um, say that um, disclaimer or what's the... Uh... I was just letting the people know your culture, my culture. What's wrong with being Ghanaian? You know we've got the best drill off, yeah? This is not that episode. Hey. I'm not even going to go there with you on that one. This, one, this one is not the one. I'm just, I'm just letting you know where I stand, you know. Just, just, hey. if we let it, listen, if we took a vote now by the kids, look, who makes the best jollof? Mum's Nigerian jollof or dad's Ghanaian jollof? Yeah, it might break some hearts, you know. I'm not going to, like I said. Okay. When okay. you're firing on okay. all cylinders, okay. then okay. I will come for you. Okay. Yeah. But this is not that episode. You're right now. This round, yeah, man. I'm letting you're you letting have this. this I'm letting round, you, yeah. you can take oh, this, I'll, yeah? I'll, I'll take it. I'll you take you it. win this battle, but you know who's winning can the war. Can I get war. a few more jabs in them before no. I'm, I'm fully No, no. I want to answer your question. No, I, 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 but I seriously think, now I've forgotten what you said. What did you even say? Hey, that's the plan. That's how you win debates, make them forget. No, no, no. But in terms of culture, I think it's important. But I think more and more, I think what makes us different is that we were raised with um, African parents who very much had the culture at home and Mm -hmm. didn't shy away from it. So we were always immersed in our culture. We knew where we came from. We ate our foods. I would say we didn't speak our language as much, and that's probably an area where we didn't get. I did. Brownie points for me. Okay, but do you speak tree to the parent to the the kids? Sorry, take those brown points you? back. Can you speak tree to the kids? Yeah, I can. No, I can. no, you can't. You I, don't. I can, but the, the issue is my my accent is terrible at the moment, so I sound like an Englishman trying to speak tree. Um, and also, there are a few phrases that I I've, I've lost from my Ghanaian lexicon. So. You know, if like any, what all of it basically. I've got this amazing new tree app though. You guys should get it. And I'm, I'm serious. Well, you told me about the app. So no, it. it's not that. That wasn't. That was the the Yoruba app. There's a tree one as well. Is there? Why would there be a Yoruba one and not be a tree one? You guys. Think <laughs> <the Yoruba. laughs> no, but I'm just saying. Is there? You, you Nigerians are just elitist. I'm you, not... No, you are. You Nigerians are elitist. You're elitist. You're Africa's elitists. 
Wow. Such a wise person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. sick. I'm sick. The only, the only words that came to my mind are Africa's elitist. And I bet so many people listening to this agree. You know what Nigerians really are? Africa's elitist. Yeah. You wouldn't think there is a lot of love between us. I really need to let them know that there is a lot of love. This is, this is, this is how we roll. This is, this is us. It's a balancing act. Everybody, mm. trust me, it's a balancing act. One day I may go too far. Yeah, yeah, very close to that day. <laughs> but to get to get back to what you were saying, culture is important. But let's think about some of the other aspects that we need to think about if All we're right. choosing somewhere to live. So okay. culture, we know is one, and we're probably going to come back to culture that in this is conversation. My number one. Okay. okay, but let's let's go. It's through. your number one, mate. Mine is affordability. Hey, okay. You know what? right let's go through the official (laughs) yeah let's go yeah (laughs) so the official list starts with you just said it affordability yeah now anywhere else we move outside of london is going to be more affordable than london so that means potentially with the exception of the outskirts because that is becoming the commuter you're right you're right the greater london going into your sort of surrey kent Kent, Kent, area yeah okay cool but one of the stipulations I have, because I enjoy working in London and I love working at the place that I currently work at. So I don't want to be anywhere further than an hour by train mm-hmm. to London so I can commute, whether that's into Paddington, Euston, King's Cross, London Bridge, wherever. So I just want to be within an hour train ride. Okay. So we've got to get a map and we've probably got to draw that. But number one, affordability. Yeah. Yeah, we, have, we, we have to think about this. We've, as people, we've been priced out of London. And let's think about it. We, ha- we have good jobs, yeah? When you think about what our salaries pulled together combined, we should be, I feel like we should be better than we are. So I feel like we've been let down by Hey, this was the, the 80s. We have our glow on, man. This was the 80s. But it's not. It's 2018 and we are struggling, yeah? yeah? yeah. Or should I say we're lucky because we're actually on the ladder. Some people can't even get onto the ladder. Yeah, we've got a bit of equity that we can release for sure. Uh, But in London, that's... It's not going to get you nowhere. It's not going to get get you anything. So we both agree, look, we're going to have to move outside of London. There are a few places we're looking at, but affordability. Now... Taking into consideration, I've said, look, I just want to be within an hour's distance travel. I would stretch for an hour and a half. Mm. You know, we'll see. Um, because the place I work now allows for remote working. So we can always work something out. Yeah. Teachers can't re- work remotely. So I like, I, I really like where I work. Mm. So how are we going to run this? Okay. Okay. So. So you're going to make enough money so I don't need to work? No, no, no. You're going to make <laughs> enough money so I don't need to work. Because I know how it's going to run. All right. All right. Let's park that for now. Okay. But affordability is always going to be number one. Can we afford? Boom. Number two, there's taxes, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll that into affordability. That talks about sort of stamp duty, other things as well. That's all going to become affordability now. Come on, can I ask you a question? Like, you know, when, you know when you're younger and you were thinking about... Because we were talking about how property prices in London are just so mm. inflated, whether you're renting or whether, you're, um, whether you've got a mortgage. It's just crazy. But, like, when you used to think, like... If you think about our home, we are a stone's throw. Literally, I could go into our garden today, pick up a stone and knock out a window of a million pound house. Yeah. Mm. Or a house that is close to a million pounds. Now, I'm thinking to myself, that house is a million pounds. But when you used to think what a million pound house was. Listen. What? 
it Mi- isn't what it is today. A million pound house, for me, in terms of what I look at value for money, in terms of a million pound house, I'm looking minimum four bedroom, has to be detached, has to have a loft, has to have a garden, has to have... A swimming pool. Well, yeah. When you were thinking of a million pound house, you, had, you well. thought of swimming pools. I thought swimming pools... I thought, you know, two garages, but whoa, a million pound house these days, very, very different. Very, very small. Very, very different. It's more focused on location these days. Um, so when I went on to write moves and I started looking at places like you know, Northampton, Nottingham Rugby, I'm like, whoa, now that's what a million pound house should look like. But could I live there? But we'll get to that. So, number three on the list, employment opportunities. Okay. So, your profession, your teacher. Mm. I'm assuming it's easier for you to find work as opposed to my uh, field of expertise, which is more London-centric. Yeah, it would be easier for me to find a job. However... Which is why you have to be the main breadwinner. Okay. I said it's easier. I didn't say it was going to come with a big, bigger bag of money. Because if we're moving out of London, then I lose that London premium that I would get. So, therefore, if I was teaching outside of London, one, the jobs might not be as readily available. Yeah, that Um, is true. So, although teaching is going through its turmoil and its issues... You know, it may be that jobs might be more scarcer mm. the further out we move because people stay in their jobs and stuff yeah. like that. Whereas London, you can always find a pick up a job in London. So, and plus, you love where you work, so you want to make sure that you still have access to yeah. come into London to work. Or, alternatively, I am prepared to start my Teach own by business. Skype? <laughs> Teach by Skype. I am prepared to start my own business because if we, because the idea, the ideal really and truly would be, we should, you, you'd want to live on, on one income. Yeah. That would be the ideal. Well, not like live if, on one Not income. live on one income, but like when you think about it, really and truly, it should just be one income that covers those things. And then that extra income is just that it's extra income, whether you use it to go on holiday or do up your home or save or put it aside for, you know, your children's future, whatever it might be. Okay, so we had a joint bank account, let's say. One income takes care of household bills, everything that from tax, council tax, the whole shebang. And then the other income is what we do at our leisure, you know, holidays, cinemas, restaurants, yeah, just living Because I feel like right now in London, you just you almost just like you work for your paycheck. You just you just work to pay bills. Like the yeah. only people that are happy on payday is the gas, the electricity, yeah. the mortgage man and T-Mobile yeah. and whoever else. Like yeah. they're the only people that are happy on your payday yeah. because it's all gone within 24 hours. Yeah. So... And I don't want to keep living like that. I, I take feel a like... screenshot of my um, my bank account on payday every day. Do you? Every payday. Just take a screenshot. Why? Just to see your account full? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Half an hour later? Or just, the next day? 24 just, hours just later? Just to make sure. Just say, oh, I'm not in my overdraft anymore. Hey. Yeah. For one day and one day only. Hey. Hey. You've got to get the wins where you can. But like, so I think that for me is really important. So I'm not saying that I don't want to work. But what I'm saying is, I think the pressure 
and actually the pressure that it puts on families as well because like you'll have families who both parents are working sometimes they're working like between them two or three like three or four jobs sometimes just to make ends meet and that can't be good for family life so for me it's not just moving to a bigger house but actually it's having quality of life because that's something that I really really I think I think he's missing. I think it's not. Yeah, he's missing. It's, it's, right. There's a gap there. All right. So number four on the list, real estate value. So we want to get property that's not going to go down in a crash. That's going to sort of retain because I see our next move as maybe just you know the next move isn't the final move. The next move is yeah, it's a step up, but we still got you know, the main, you the know, forever the, home. the forever home to come. But then I think when people think about moving, I think because of the way the market is at the moment, it's if you've got money, let's throw it all into property. So you've got all these buy to let people who are, you know, obviously. I don't know if the market's like that anymore. No, but the, no, Maybe but that's what, more London centric. It might be like, no, no, there are people buying outside of London because mm. it's cheaper because London is too simple. Well, what I'm saying is. seem to be dropping out. Um, well, if you look at how much they're dropping, the point I'm trying to make is that, like, you're talking about the value of these properties, but people are buying up these properties and they're renting them out. That's that's them kind of building up and building up their assets. So yeah. what's happened is the the home the the property market has just become a, another asset buying game. We've actually lost the idea of I feel people buying homes to live in for no, no but to fine. live in no but that that's but when you talk no but when you're talking about the the value of the real estate what is pushing up these prices there's a number of factors and i feel that that is one of them no but what this is talking about and is, also the issue of supply and demand no what this is talking about you want to sort of move to an area that holds its value it's not it's not talking um, about sort of increasing the value because you know, we're not looking to sort of move within six months or sell the house. Yeah, you're not flipping it or so anything like that. what it is, is talking about just moving into an area on a property that, because uh, buying a house is still one of the largest investments you can make, Yeah. Uh, even though it's a home, uh, you just want to move to a place where you won't be in negative equity. Mm. So that's going to be important. So we've got to look at certain trends and certain areas and then we've got to decide exactly what's going to happen because it can be tricky. Especially when you've got a mortgage. Um, one, uh, number five, really, really important. You've got to look at sort of crime rates and statistics. But you've got to take that with a pinch of salt. That's yes, what I was it's important. Say. Yeah, but I think we've got to take it. Because yeah. people would say, oh, London's so dangerous. But yeah. I don't feel scared in London. Yeah, it's. I don't feel that sense of danger. We all have And I live reality. in an area. I, I live in an area that um, has typically been portrayed on the news as, oh, it's rough, it's dangerous. But, mate, it's getting pretty dentrified for an area yeah, that is quite it's, dangerous. It's not just that. It's just, yeah, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt because we all have our own realities that we operate in. You know, we, you know, the way in which we move, we've got really good energy about us. We're not really, you know, we don't really stress. We don't really give off any bad vibes. So we don't really get that energy coming back at us. I would say, but you never know. But it is something to look at, but it's not something to sort of dwell upon, I, I would say. But also what I would say is, you know, I think do your research as well, you know, in terms of... We've got to break it down into... When we talk about crime, what type of crime, what type of crime yeah, are we it, talking? Yeah, if, 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 if we're looking at... You know, at, if you're moving to an area and there's been like, a high percentage of burglaries, then, yeah, babe, yeah. that's not where I'm living. Yeah, that, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not where you I'm know, living. but... <laughs> 
No. That's not something I'm living. I'm also going to look at, so it's number seven on the list, it's climate. Oh my God. So we're not going to move to the Is this where we insert laughter? Because wherever we move into the UK is going to be rain. Well. Rain. Yeah, but certain parts of the country do have different climates. More rain. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's not like we're moving abroad. Like, moving, if we were, like, that's the thing. Potentially what you mean is maybe if you move to the seaside, it might, it's different there. So when it's talking about, let's say, freshness of air. Wetness and rain. Freshness of air. Wet, wet sea and rain. Right. But it, it could, no, but you're right. It, yes, okay, if you're talking about moving to the seaside, but then you, you'll get, when, see, when you talk about climate, I just think, oh, moving abroad. See, I didn't think about it in terms yeah. of being in the London, UK. London is very congested. So anywhere else we move, is we're going to get less pollution. So, okay, that, that is definitely a benefit, especially yeah. like, you know, Need, like you're yeah. wheezing and you know, like you're kind of coughing. And yeah, stuff my like asthma that. typically just comes about during the summertime uh, when my hay fever picks up. But you know, if we move to the countryside, then it could get worse. So maybe I'm in the countryside, more flowers, more trees, more pollen. I may not want to be in that environment. I suppose, but no, I suppose, but yeah, you live, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it like that. You survive. I don't mean you it. You survive. Like um, so number eight on the list. The education system, which is important because, you know, it's interesting because are we planning to move, let's say, in the next two years or so? By then, um, my son, our son, would he be just about to take his GCSEs or would he have finished? No, he's starting his GCSEs, babe, keep up. But that's, in two years, would he be sitting his GCSEs? Well, he's in year 10 now, so in two years, he would have finished his GCSEs and mm-hmm. be about to start his A-levels. I just needed you to clarify. And I have Thank done you for that clarifying. for you. So, <laughs> so he'll be at a stage where he's looking at sort of a, uh, sixth form colleges where to do his A-levels. That's right. where he's going to be at. Our daughter, however, will still be in high school. So education is important. We want to make sure that she's able to get the best education she can. So we've got to look at those. Yeah. So that's going to be key. How do you... This is going to sound really crazy coming from a teacher but I was going to say I'll rely on you for that because you're a teacher <laughs> I know. you know the inner workings of a school and what it takes for a school you can take a look under the bonnet and say whether or not this is a good or a bad I can look at the mechanics of a school but I think the only thing you can really do is just you get a feeling like I know that sounds really like well with all your years of teaching you should know more but really and truly sometimes schools can show you what they want to show you and you can see things and it looks so fantastic but then it's just not really a you know a fun school or a nice no, enjoyable could, school. But what I'm there, saying is, it's when the you look feeling. at the kids' books, you'll be able to see if if you know yeah, when you, year five should be doing this type of work or if they're not. You can tell. I you have great instincts, yeah. so I would rely on you. I think I think um, I think the only thing that I would think about when we're talking about in terms of education, because I think obviously there's um, that's where I would think about like the mixing and the opportunities that Mm. the kids have got because the schools that they go to now they deliver such a broad and balanced curriculum and have really brought out the best in the kids that Mm. I don't want them to kind of lose that that energy and that effort and that that love they have Mm. for school so and and obviously when you know when you've got kids you've got to think about the fact that they're leaving their friends yeah. and they're, in the, they're at the ages where they are building those foundations for those friends that they're going to have, mm-hmm. hopefully, for the rest of their lives. Like, mm-hmm. we already have that. So us moving, 
outside of London is okay because we've already built our friendships and yeah. stuff, whereas they're building. So it's tough for children who have to kind of make the move because their parents have said, oh, we're going to move out of here. Yeah. I think it's quite tricky. So I think it's one that... Especially you know, at their parents, age. Especially yeah. at their age. So that's something we've got to look at. And number nine on the list, which was high, probably higher up on my list, culture. Why so, do you think it's so low down on this list, though? Well, let's say this list is probably for uh, white people. So, wherever they move, there's loads of white people. <laughs> <laughs> it's England. Whereas, obviously, uh, coming from Afro, um African background, we know that the majority, the, over 70% of the African-Caribbean black population are situated in the south-southwest. That's of where, England or are you of, talking about? Of England. And of that, the majority are in London. And of... Yeah, of that, London is one of the majorities. Um, outside of the sort of southwest, you've got sort of pockets in places like Birmingham, um, for example. But the south southwest is where the majority of the African Caribbean uh, people reside. So if we move out of that pocket, we will become uh, an even smaller minority uh, than we are. Um, and then certain places, there's like. 0.5% what are black people. Wow. So that's going to be interesting. That would be a shock to the could system. Could you do it though, Kwame? I don't think I could. I don't think I, I don't could think either. I, could. I, I, I need diversity around me. And I'm not just talking about black people. Um, I need to see a mix. I think we're kind of sparked in London. Because, for example, good, good friend of ours got married a couple of weeks ago down in West Sussex. Beautiful area. Beautiful area. Mm, yeah. But just walking through the village, I was like, whoa, you know, I don't know if I can live here. It's great to visit, but I don't want to be the only black in the village. Mm. It, you you, you know. might have to be the first, though. If we're good, because like, someone has to make the first Go move. Go fourth and multiply, eh? Yeah. I don't know. I think about it now. But I actually, think, I, <laughs> <laughs> I actually think, though, that some there are more and more of us who are thinking this way so I think over time because of the nature of how London is becoming like more and more of our friends are coming around to the idea of that London is not the be all and end all and that actually we need to move out and as places on the kind of just on the outskirts of London become more and more um, expensive people will start to look further afield you mm. know and go much further out you know into places where there are less and less um, people of colour in those areas so I think over time we're actually going to see more and more people going into you know more kind of countryside more villagey type areas where they wouldn't have even considered it or even thought about it before i do think over the next sort of 10 even 20 years i think the populations of black people across england actually i think is going to grow what do you think it will it will you know we're not shrinking in size <laughs> the population is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger london just keeps getting bigger and bigger and i suppose more and more people will start to... Because as we get older, we probably don't want to be smack bang in the city centre anymore, you know. We might seek the quiet life and maybe have access to that hustle and bustle now and then. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with that. But culture, culture is important um, to me, so that's something that we have definitely got to take a look at. Was there, any more el was there anything else on that list? Yep. Yeah. So, number 10 was transport links. 
which we talked about. So once again, the proviso, an hour, hour and a half tops. But that's pushing it. Think about it. That's that's three hours. hours. I know. Three hours travel every day. That's a lot. And then the yeah, cost, yeah. like, you know, train, go train fares have just gone, are, are going up in January, yeah. you know, Imagine and they're that. always going up and nothing mm. seems to be fixed. And people are traveling on these trains like cattle, yeah. you know. And yes, when you think about it, when you get to your end in your lovely home, it's, but is it, you've got to think, is it worth it? If the cost of travel has yeah. become so much that is it even worth it making that commute? You know, for some people, and the, the the cost that they're paying on some of these rail fares. I know. I you know, know, and the service is not reliable. We're not talking like oh, you know, a Japanese type service where when the train says it's coming at seven fifty two, mm. it comes at seven fifty one. Mm. You know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about trains cancelled, cancelled. No, no information. Know, like, how could that. we? You I'm know, not how about could, that cancelled life, man. It's you know, and that's that. You know that happens a lot. So the infrastructure, obviously, they're building things like HS two, which is costing, which has cost millions, but nothing's been built yet. No. Okay, I'm not quite sure how that works, but right. um, I'm sure somebody's know, making money. That's yeah, but there, obviously, that the, the, there is some thought of of infrastructure, but I still. You know, that's still an area for me. It's a bit more so for you because it's likely that, like you said, if we move, I will end up getting a job closer to where we live mm. and you will end up commuting. And yeah. I don't know whether you can really handle an hour, yeah, hour and not, a half. I'm not as young as I used to be shook, so I don't know if I could do three hours um, round trip. That's, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. So how would you get round it? What would you do? Because that's a reality that a lot of people face. You've got remote working. So You've maybe... got friends who work outside, like way out of London. No. Yeah, you do. Who's the one that you said commutes in from like... Oh, yes, yes. But that's, that's uh, an hour journey. Oh, okay. It's an hour journey. So that falls within that pocket. But even that's to be... tough though. It's not as tough. You think about it. Where I live, yeah, currently... Door to door is about 45 minutes. An extra 15 minutes, even though you live that many miles further than I do, is not that bad. So I could mm. do that extra 15 minutes. Mm. So at the moment, door to door, I'm 45 minutes. Yeah. When you start getting to the hour and a half, yeah, and if you get one delay, oh my God, if the train has to stop, yeah, yeah I'm going to have to have to think about that one. Plus the cost you're right. Because I don't know, I'm paying around... 1,300 a year. You can easily quadruple that if you're moving oh, outside of London. It's going to be like five grand. It's going to be insane. Ridiculous. But that's another thing to think about. So, number... We're really not selling this moving out of London. Should We're we not, just... are we? Oh, should we just, just stay where we are and just be unhappy? Oh. Just forever, just stay where we are, pay our bills and never go out and just live off Netflix. Well, I'll tell you what. You mentioned happiness. So what I also took a look at is... They've got this funny thing about happiness score, which I only found out maybe a few months ago. So they rank cities out of 10 mm. to see how happy people are in those cities. Um, obviously, 10 is the best, and yeah, you want to avoid zero. <laughs> so top 10, and number one with a happiness score of 7.83, Worcester. I'm going. Yeah? Are you sure? No, I'm not. Now, what I haven't done, which I should have, was cross-reference. What is the percentage of black (laughs) in Worcester? I need to know. Have we got a list here? No, we don't. If you guys know, hit us up. Comment below. I I need to know because it's number one. I need to take a look at Worcester. 
But the thing is, you keep saying black people. Do do you just want to see faces and just be able to nod and go, all right, hi, yeah, hi, I'm black, you're black, hi. Or, you know, because there's different types of black people. Like the kind I want of- them all. I really do. <laughs> I, I really do. Like- it's the same reason why people want representation on TVs, on panels, on boards, on executive levels. I just want to see myself. Okay. So it's just all about representation. You know, because there might be needs that I want. You know, we might have to vote for a. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we might we might have to have a vote on something that affects my community, and my intervency one vote might get outvoted. So I need allies. Okay. What we're gonna vote on, I don't know. But, you know <laughs> push cast the sub. I I need to know. You know, so we're gonna see. So number one was Worcester. Now, number two, Wrexham. Is that equal number one? You know what, you're right, it is. It's, they have the same, exact same score. Wrexham, 7.83. I've never been to Wrexham in my life. I don't know where Wrexham is. Yeah, we're going to have to take a look at a map for that one. But also, Wrexham is there. Aberystwyth? That, I believe, is in Wales. Yes. Amazing, but it's by the seaside actually. That looks, looks beautiful, cool. that picture. I'm sorry, people, you can't see it, but yeah. just Google Wales and you'll see lots of beauty, beautiful green. You know, coast. I could live by the seaside. I could live by the seaside. But you don't like the water. No, no, I love the water. I just don't like deep water because I can't swim. But one of my life goals this year is to learn how to swim. I'll keep you guys posted how I get on. Again, um, I'm just letting you know that in itself is another topic as to why so many black people can't swim, won't swim, don't swim, yet most of our native I, I, countries I, I, I are a... near water. What I was going to say, that's the misconception. It's the same thing about angry black women. Loads of black people swim. Okay. When I take the kids to the pool, there is a very limited number of black people in the pool swimming. What are they doing? They're not swimming. You mean they're just not there at the pool? They're, they're not there. They're not there when you're there. Oh, okay, okay. The world is bigger than... Even when we go swim. on holiday. Where'd you go on holiday? Wherever you go. Yeah, where have we been on holiday? When we went away, Did, we didn't we, see we, any black yeah, people in the if, pool. If we went to Ghana, we would have seen loads of black people in the pool there, <laughs> wouldn't we? Up. Yeah, yeah. If we went to Nigeria, we would have seen, oh my God, look at these black people swimming. No, what God, we would they see... Swim, they swim. <laughs> no, what we would see is we would see the white holiday makers, the white <laughs> tourists in the pools. No, we would not. Swimming. Well, we would see black lifeguards then, wouldn't we? At least... <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever way you spin it, we can swim. We can swim. We just pretend we can't swim. We can swim. We can swim. I can't swim. But I will (laughs) by the end of next year. Okay, we'll see about that. So number four, Belfast. Okay, that's... Do we know anybody who lives in Belfast? Uh, No. Although my my niece does live in Ireland, not Belfast, Mm. but, you know... So Belfast is there, 7.59. That's pretty cool. Never been to Belfast. I probably need to go there. York. York. Okay, now that one, I Mm. do know. You could do York? I, I feel like I could. It's, too, it's, it's far. It, yeah, but it just sounds quite nice. It, I could... Oh, may, maybe if I was in my 50s, I could do York. I think I feel like I'm still too young to move that far away from London. Okay. 
But York, A, is up there, is in the top five. Gloucester. I've been to Gloucester before. It's a cool area, actually. Um, I think it's a university town as well. Yeah. So university towns are interesting. York as well, yeah. Yeah, it's that's, yeah that's sometimes that's where the vibrancy comes in from the youth. Mm-hmm. So university towns could be interesting. But it's interesting that. you say that because, you know... Um, a lot of people who have gone to university outside of London, again, that's another thing that I think... They tend to stay, huh? I know a few people who've just stayed, like whether they've stayed in Cambridge or Oxford or whether they've stayed in um, York or mm. Bath or Bristol. They've kind of come outside of London. And even people who've gone to, like, you know, Cardiff and just mm. made a life for themselves yeah. there. So, you know, it's not possible. I, just, I think that... Well, if you're, on a, if you're on a location for more than two years, you know, university's like four years, right? mm so you're there for a good Three chunk years, of your life yeah. and it's one of probably the best times of your life. So the experiences there, you might be like, yo, this might be a place for me to stay. So yeah, I might check that out. And obviously for the kids, if we go to a good university um, location, that could be really, really good for them as well. Mm. Number seven on the list with a happiness score 7.30 is Swansea. So that's Wales again, isn't Wales it? Wales again. Wales could be... An interesting location to think about. Hmm. So we've got Sheffield at number seven. Isn't that joint with um, Swansea? Yes, Sheffield is also number D. This list is horrible. They should have found a way to. to well, split you could them. have just looked at that equal sign in front of the seven, and that means that it's joint with the seven above it. I thought you said you're going to wait for me to get better. <laughs> just, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, I thought it was obvious because you've done it twice now. So you said you were going to wait for me to get better. Oh, this is not punching. It's okay. just little jabs. Okay, we've got Sheffield. So uh, number nine. This is a clear nine. Is Aberdeen in Scotland? Okay. Ah, I mean, it far. does look beautiful. I think I'd prefer Edinburgh. I've never been to Edinburgh, but Edinburgh, from what I hear, anecdotally, is the culture centre. Yeah, you know, it's nice. No, it's that. Now, a location I have been thinking about, actually, is Southampton. Really? Yeah. I've heard good things about Southampton. It's not too far. Okay. How far, like, from London? Yeah, you know what, you're right. It is about maybe an hour and a half or so. But that's your top end, though. It's at my top end. It's at my top end. Um, I know a couple of people that went to university there, really enjoyed it. So Southampton's good, good, good people, good folks. Um... I think there's a good number of black people, black communities there. You don't really know, babe. You just don't know. Anecdotally is what I've heard. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, so that's the top ten. But I think... But interesting, some of the locations I thought about didn't come in there. Like, what were you thinking? Like Northampton, like Reading, Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes? Milton Keynes. No, babe. Milton Keynes. No, it's it's like a... Ghost it's town. Just, it's, not, it's not really... There's nothing there. No? There is nothing there. Oh, there's loads of things there, I'm sure. No. If anybody's think... from Milton Keynes, we apologise. Shakur doesn't know what she's saying. She she does, and even you lot know there's nothing there. Yeah. The, the point that... But interestingly, with, with this list, though, is one, I'd like to know what, like, what factors, how they, you know, how they determined that was the list. Mm. But really and truly, how do you know whether an area is right for you like what because i think if i 
if I want to know, if we're serious about moving outside of London, and I'm talking moving outside of London, like really outside of London, yeah. then really and truly what we need to do is we need to go to these cities. What it's showing me, and I'm probably a product of this, is that I'm so London-centric that I don't really know anything beyond London and a few of its outskirts. Because we don't really... Yeah, we're ignorant we don't, a lot of things. We like are ignorant, and we don't really travel the country. Like, you know when you watch those country shows and people are driving here, there and everywhere? Mate, if it's not within London, then I'm probably not going to travel there kind of thing. So I think what we need to do is we need to kind of broaden, you know, our travel scope. Like, even if we're just taking a weekend away, like take a weekend away in one of the places that we would consider living Mm. and just see what it's like to try and get a feel for that area. Like, spend time in that village, that town centre, to try and see, could I see myself living here kind of thing? Because I think that is something that we can do. So I think, you know, especially as black folk, I think we do need to take time to travel to some of these places and actually investigate them and mm. see whether they're places that we could we could live. Because I don't, you know, the more and more I think about it, I think there's so much more to life outside of London. London is great and I appreciate everything that it's done for me. Um, but I do feel that there's more to life than just London. No, you're right. You're right. But while you were talking... Mm. I did a bit of research. So you weren't listening to anything I, I was said. listening to absolutely everything, and I will be playing this back so I can understand everything <laughs> you're saying. But um, I found a bit, of, a bit of information, actually, from our good friend, Wiki. So, at a moment, it says 99.2% of the African community is based in England. Okay, that's fair enough. We, we know that. 99.2. This is specifically Africans. Okay. Specifically Africans. If you look at sort of the Western Central Africa, it's uh, 97%. So the majority of Western Central African people are in England. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, 70, 77% of Africans are all based in London. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yes. Okay. Now, the next number, where we go, which is quite high and it just looks so pitiful, is 3.5% are based in the northwest. So northwest would be your Birmingham's, your Liverpool's, is it Manchester's? Northwest, that way, yes. Yeah, so Midlands area. So so that's that's the next, and it's only 3.5%. The next public... um, The next... uh, figure is 2.3% and they're based in sort of Yorkshire and Humberside area. Okay. That sounds insane. Wow. We're spot living. That's what I'm saying. We're spot living in London. So wherever we move to, you know, we're going to become an even smaller minority. But that's not to say that good experiences aren't to be had. Like Shakur said, we could be the pioneers. Yeah, but also I think part of me has to be really honest and go I think we're doing people a disservice I don't yeah you know I don't I don't I don't think that every um area that doesn't have a large population of black people is going to be unfriendly and unwelcoming yes we know it exists no no we're not talking about how unfriendly no what I'm saying is that just moving somewhere where there's a culture where you have to create that culture you have to you have to bring that culture with you Mm. you know and i'm always interested in how you know asian and chinese communities have managed to bring their culture 
you know, with them when they move. Because yeah. you could go anywhere in England and you'll find a corner shop. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you'll find a Chinese restaurant, you know, mm. and an Indian takeaway or something like absolutely. that. But you're not going to find a Caribbean restaurant and you're not going to find a, an African takeaway restaurant. You're just not going to. You can barely find African restaurants in London. Yes, there there's more of them now. But, you know, so sometimes you have to create the culture or create the environment that you want. You can't mm. always wait for someone else to create what you're looking for. Sometimes you have to do it yourself. But I also think that one of the reasons is, um, I think when you get into these areas, I think one of the reasons why they may kind of be a bit unaware is because people only know of what they see perhaps on TV. If they've not had much proximity or had had an opportunity to build a relationship with someone of a different culture, Mm. religion, from a different community, then they are going to be a bit you know, perhaps a bit standoffish, a bit distant, perhaps a bit rude, maybe a bit racist, who knows, but let's not prejudge. I'm just saying, there might be reasons why that is. Until you having an actual interaction with that person on a regular basis might start to soften their defences a little bit. So I don't want to think that everyone outside of London is, you know, you know, the enemy and I could never live in those places. There are some that I would, there are some areas where I'm just like, I don't think I would feel comfortable. Mm. Um, but there are others where I feel like I'm, yeah, I think they're cultural enough that I could live there. I suppose after maybe the first couple of weeks where you just get stared at, they're going to just get used to you. I'm just going back because, you know, when we went to West Sussex and just, just going into shops, you would, maybe it's me, maybe it's me, but you would, I just get a sense that people are looking. Yeah, but like, maybe because every, these guys because everyone knows everyone. To, you're right, and they're not expecting two, three hundred black an people to just descend into oh. their town. <laughs> yeah, on mass. I'm an outsider. I know. You know right. that it's kind of like there's Ooh. a jollof festival happening. Everybody, <laughs> come and join. Come Can and you imagine join. we set up a jollof festival like in West Sussex? Yeah. Come oh my God. The locals would love it. Though, oh, they would absolutely love to it. To be honest, they, they would they love would it. Love it. They would love it. I mean, look at all the restaurants you know, in Brixton mm. and you look at all the like different restaurants and stuff like that, full up of people that is not of that culture because they just love it. They really, really like it. But then, you know, again, more issues, more episodes. Maybe we can I talk could of maybe I that... could just go, you know, it doesn't have to be black. Maybe uh, I wouldn't mind an Indian uh, or South Asian uh, community, maybe like Wolverhampton, they might adopt me I as, doubt as part it. of their culture. I, I kinda doubt uh, it, babe. No, uh, it's not gonna yeah. happen. No, I, I, you know. No. The black adjacent? No, 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 no it's no. not going to happen. I just don't see it. I need to learn Gujarati. It's Gujarati. Yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, you know, I, I think there are opportunities. I, I, I honestly do, and I don't want to limit myself to just London. So, all right, we'll think about it, and we'll keep you guys posted on our decision in terms of where we move. But so. listen, we're talking like we're moving next. It's not happening for a little while because. Yeah. People then got to save Is for it? lawyers' fees yeah, and all man. of that jazz take, and stuff like that. It just takes time to get the click the clogs working, you know. But that's what we're gonna do. But but look, I really appreciate it. Though. Thanks for listening. First episode. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Let us know. Are you we... considering moving? Have yeah. you thought about moving outside of London? Give us some suggestions as to areas where we really need to consider that we have not thought of. We are Londoners through and through. Um, which is probably our biggest issue. <laughs> yeah. So that's something we've got to tackle. Um, but what's that saying? You can take the girl out of London, but you can't take the London out of the girl. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's true. Hey, what is it? So I will always be an out of towner if I move outside of London. 
Yeah. It will. Until you're not. Yeah. Until you're not. Until the next one comes along. Absolutely. Those guys. Those those black people over there. Those guys. I got something good going on here. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But look, thank you so much for hearing us wrap it on about where we're going to move and I really appreciate it make sure that you like subscribe and you share we really really appreciate and put some comments down let us know what you think any topics you want us to cover for sure we will absolutely do that yeah we're available across anywhere you uh, or should I say most places where you access your podcasts we are available iTunes Spotify Google uh, Podcasts catch us wherever Podcast Republic wherever you get it Make sure you like and subscribe. Help us get up. We really appreciate it. And you can also drop us an email at... HelloAsaris at gmail.com. That's the one. So you, been... you, you didn't know it. That's oh, why. What? You didn't know it. What's, no. the, what's the email address? HelloAsaris at gmail.com. You're going to say the email address next week. Why? Because I want to see if you know it. Because you looked at me like, and you say the email address because I don't know it. Oh, but you say it so well. Oh, shut up. Okay. But look, once again, thank you so much. Thank and, you. And uh, we'll catch you guys next Wednesday with another interesting topic. Thank you and goodbye. Bye.